Hey there, Blessed Mama. We are here to help you, the working mom, manage your personal and professional life without losing your mind. This is a podcast for you. I'm Blair Critch, and I went from a teacher to a stay-at-home to a seven-figure online business owner. And listen, that didn't happen overnight. It happened after we actually hit rock bottom. Bankruptcy that shook us. Then to find out my husband had an addiction problem, I decided that day I would grow and learn how to build a flexible business of freedom. Now today, I'm passionate about teaching other women the exact same thing through systems and strategies full of faith, fun, and drive. What is up? I am Kelly Hoover, retired corporate pharmaceutical rep to network marketing millionaire and small business owner. After recovering from a brain tumor, I knew I wanted to go after my dreams and make life happen. You know, quit waiting around for the perfect time. So I learned social media and how to master my time, and then the magic really started happening. If you are looking to create connections and own your time management skills, then this is the place for you. Let's do it. Welcome, Blessed Mama Bosses. We're so glad you're on today's episode, and it is going to be a fun episode today because not only do I have my sister-in-law on here, which I'll introduce you to in just a second, but it's going to be fun because you're going to feel more confident in your pictures, whether it's taking that perfect selfie to capture the exact moment you want for your social media or for your business tools that you need, or whether it's when you're with a professional photographer, how to make the most out of your session. So I'm excited to have on here today, my sister-in-law, Regina Myrick. And Regina, you know, we always start off with a little KMB Real Talk on this podcast. And so since Kelly's not here, we usually skip it when we have a guest because it can be intimidating. But since you're my sister-in-law, I'm totally going to throw you into the fire, okay? I'm so, totally going to throw that. Let's do it. Right? You wouldn't expect anything less, right? Not so, a uh, we'll see. What will be my good question to ask you? Okay, here's my, my good question. What is your absolute favorite memory so far from being a photographer? Ooh, Favorite memory from being a photographer so far? Like one moment that you were like, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, It's hard to peg it down to just one moment because it really is true that like when you do something that you're passionate about and it's like so ingrained in your being, every time I pick up that camera, I have one of those moments that reminds me like, this is why I do what I do. Um, But I would say that like the one moment that I'm sure I'll never, ever forget is shooting my first wedding uh, as a solo shooter by myself. And it was in Boca Raton at the Boca Dunes. <laughs> um, very, It wasn't even like a big oh, wedding. But... <laughs> right. So it wasn't even like a big wedding, but it was it was after being in an internship with a event services company. And I had shot many, many weddings. And I had been assistant. I had been a second photographer. I had shadowed a lot and the company had, you know, built up this faith in me. And I'm the kind of person that I don't want to miss anything. I love photography so much. I'm so passionate about it. I think it's so important, especially for days like a wedding day that if you would have asked me, Hey, are you ready to go out and shoot your own wedding? I would have backed down. I would have been like, I'm not ready. I can't do this. You know, just self-confidence was not there yet. And, uh, they, they believed in me. Luckily I had, I had incredible people supporting me and telling me, look, you've done 
all of this. You've, you know what a wedding looks like inside and out. You're ready for this. So here you go. <laughs> and um, it I was. Yeah. They gave you that. Push. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely needed it. And it was amazing. It was a beautiful wedding day. They were the sweetest couple. And I will forever like remember that day as my first wedding, really. I love that. And you know what? If you're listening today and you are an entrepreneur of any kind, whether it's network marketing, direct sales, any industry that you're in, franchise, small business, you have a team of people that are probably working along with you. And I encourage you to do exactly what Regina just shared, which is once you have taught and trained up those other people, allow them to step out and become their own leader, step out and become their own, right? To handle the whole wedding by herself as a photographer. And you have to show other people that you have the faith in them, not wait for them to come to you and say, I'm ready for leadership or I'm ready to go for this. Instead, I dig through my reports and I say, wait a minute, this person's getting close to this number. I'm going to reach out to them and encourage them and, and say, are you wanting this? Because if you are, I can show you and help you to get there. And so that's exactly what that what those people did for you. So I love hearing that. And Regina Myrick is a photographer in North Carolina. And at the end of this episode, don't worry, she's going to share with you all of her information. And she does not only weddings, not only elopements, not only engagements, but she also does amazing profile and event pictures. Um, she's done lots of different events for me personally. And just because she's my sister, um, you know, that is not the reason she got the job. I can guarantee you that I'm not the easiest person to work for. I'm very appreciative, but I definitely like things done in a certain way. And so I can highly, highly, highly recommend Regina. And she does travel and she is amazing, but she does have a sweet, adorable little boy, Lawrence, who is um, one of my absolute favorite joys right now is he's starting to like scoot on the ground and soon he's going to be crawling all over the place. And I know it's fun to be an entrepreneur when you have that flexibility. So what made you years ago before you even had a glimpse or a hope of Lawrence or any other child in your life, uh, what made you decide, okay, photography is the way that my heart is pulling me? So uh, I was always kind of the documentarian of my friends, and I had always had a love for photography. Um, I was one of those people that had a memory box since childhood full of photos, uh, actual print photos. <laughs> and I even had photos from, I think the earliest one I have is from the 1920s of like our great, great, great grandparents wedding photo. And I just loved the nostalgia of having a photo in my hand and being able to see a generation that I had never even met. It's, it's like having a little bit of your history. And I loved the idea of creating that and being a part of that. So my very first camera obviously was a Kodak Polaroid uh, when I was very young. And that was back when they were, you know, shake it to make it appear, not like today's little mini ones that just show up and, are much more high tech than they used to be. Um, but I always had a point and shoot camera in high school and I loved documenting field trips and athletic events and everything like that. But I never saw it as like a viable business. I come from, if, if anyone knows Blair's husband, uh, real estate lawyers, doctors, you know, we, we come from a very, um, kind of corporate background. Um, so that was actually where I was headed. I had my business degree in administration and I was actually looking into law school 
And I was in internships with lawyers and my husband actually recognized, you know, I came home from working one day and, and I just looked burnt out. He's like, you, it, it seems like you like the idea of this and you like the, you like that you're good at it. You like that you can be good at what you do, but it doesn't seem like you like the process. You don't like the work itself. He really asked me like a very open-ended question that I don't think I'd ever been asked before is if you could do anything that you're actually passionate about and turn it into a business, what would that be? I, it probably took me a good couple of days to really come up with an answer because I'd never been asked that before. I just kind of had this one track mind of, you know, I'm going to be a lawyer. This is what I'm doing. And that's it. I, I kind of looked at my life and, you know, said, well, what is something I actually enjoy doing? Even if it's just a hobby, could I turn it into a business? And photography was it for me. Like I loved taking photos. I loved being able to capture a moment that is happening literally in the blink of an eye and it's gone. So that was it for me. I, I, I really like sat down. I told him how I felt about it and he said, okay, well, how do we make that happen? And so for me, I, I knew that I wasn't the kind of person that could sit down at a computer and learn everything from YouTube and manuals and that kind of thing. So I, I decided to go back to school. I went to the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale um, got my degree in photography. I learned from professionals who were still in the field. My professors weren't just teachers who were burnt out and wanted something else to do. They were they were still doing photography as a profession as well. So they were very current with, um, I, I even learned from a Photoshop beta tester. One of my professors actually works with the creators of Photoshop and she does a lot of testing for them. So I learned a lot of Photoshop skills and really everything from, yeah, from. I'm going to jump in, Regina. So I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. people that are listening, they might be might not be interested in photography, but what I wanted you to hear when Regina was answering that was that she looked for something she was passionate in and she made that a business. So I always tell people when they're looking for what is that side hustle? What is that side business for me? Or maybe even full-time business for me that allows flexibility, that allows freedom, that allows me to make my own choices, but still makes money, you've got to look for something you really love and are passionate about. And so I encourage people, you know, even those that are looking for a network marketing or direct sales company, you know, look for something. I was so freaking passionate about this product. That's why I decided to jump in with the company. So you definitely want to make sure it lines up with something that you are passionate about. So I love that question that Aaron asked you. And I highly recommend anybody who's listening to this today to think about that too. Um, I'm actually going to jump right into some questions. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, awesome. So we know that using our own face on posts seems to get more traction, right? I've even looked at the analytics of mine. It's so true. When I use my own face or my own face in videos, I get way more traction on my posts, on my reels, on my you know uh, stories. And listen, I get it. If you're a mama out there and you're like, ugh, like it's the last thing I want to be teaching my kids is that like we should always be throwing up our own pictures, right? But the reality is we get more drive and more people looking at it when you do use your own face. So why is getting some professional pictures taken so important to use on social media to be able to connect with your audience? Yeah. And that's a really great point that I think a lot of people just kind of, it just kind of flies over their head. Like, well, I guess that was a, a good time that I posted, or maybe it was just the right 
angle or whatever that um, caused more drive to this post. But if you actually think about it from, I'm a little bit of a nerd. So <laughs> if you think about it from a human biology perspective, we're always looking for faces on things. That's our um, biological nature is we connect with the eyes. We connect with the shape of the face. So our brain is always looking and it's going to pick out when it sees a face versus when it sees an inanimate object. That is one point that I think needs to be said is that even if you're showing off a product, hold the product with your face in the photo. Like don't just hold it kind of out in front of you with your hand, like it is going to connect with more people if your face is in the photo, because they're going to stop scrolling because they see, oh, face, like your brain just can't help it. So, um, so why are professional photos important? I would say because when you're taking selfies, or even if you have a tripod that you carry around with you and you're out shooting photos at some location that you're doing by yourself, you're still trying to connect with an object. There's no person behind that camera. So if you're if you have it on a tripod and you're, you know, trying to do a bunch of burst photos and you have it on a timer and things, you're still by yourself. You're still looking at your phone. You're not looking at a human person shape behind that phone or behind the camera. Especially when you're looking at selfies, when you have your phone in front of you and you're looking at your, cause you're on your front camera, right? So you have your own face in front of you. <laughs> you're constantly thinking, oh, that doesn't look good. Oh, I need to change something. Oh, I, like you're constantly um, criticizing because you're looking at yourself. You can't connect with a picture of yourself as it's happening right in front of you. Whereas when you have a professional photographer, you're actually able to connect with the person behind the camera which is why it's so, so important to pick the right photographer. Like I cannot stress that enough. I, it's obviously very, very important, specifically on a wedding day or with you know the more high-end or high-priority uh, events of life and milestones. But even with branding photos, lifestyle photos, headshots, you have to have a photographer that you connect with, at least on a common ground level, because they're the ones that are boosting you up. They're the ones that are your hype girl or your hype guy that they're telling you, oh my gosh, you look so good. Oh yes, work it. Yes, queen. Like whatever they need to do to make sure that you two are on the same vibe of high power, empowerment, of excitement, of whatever your mission is with those images that they're boosting you up, they're encouraging you, they're pushing you on and making those images more powerful. Because when you look at an image, you can tell if that person is connecting with their photographer. If they're looking at a phone, the they might have a great smile, but it's just a smile. They're not laughing. They're not connecting. They're not, their pupils aren't dilated connecting with the person behind the camera. So those kinds of things are super important. But also one of the things that's even a step beyond that. Hey, I'm going to stop really quick. Um, yeah. So there was something really important that Regina said, and I was, so I was like talking and nobody could hear me. I was like, why is she still talking? That's hilarious. <laughs> you guys, the podcast world, that happens sometimes. Okay. 
So one yeah. of the biggest things that Regina was talking about is having that connection with the person behind the camera. And I want you guys to also think about this. It's the same thing with lives. When you're going live, you should be thinking about one person. Who is that one ideal client that you're trying to reach? Um, hopefully you've named that person. You have a very clear vision of what they look like, what's going on. You know, are they listening to you while they're waiting for their kids to come out from a sporting event? Like, what is it? Because when you can speak into that camera to that one person, it is so much more authentic and real and will connect with people just like the photos. When you have another person behind the camera, you know, when Regina's taking those pictures of me, for example, like I can be more authentically myself and show up a little bit silly and show up with really more of who I am than when I'm trying to take it myself. So I love that you talked about that. And I'm going to ask you to kind of get into more of the nitty gritties. Like what are yeah. three tips that you could help our listeners to have the best selfies possible? Because we want you guys to get some professional photos. And also, if you guys are joining us, you may or may not have heard yet, but we are having our first annual retreat coming up in September. It's called Bringing Me Back. It is all about body, soul, and mind, getting you back to taking care of yourself and your business and your family and all the things that are important we're going to be doing in that amazing weekend together. So if you haven't gotten the details on that, you're going to want to check it out. Uh, but also we're going to have a photographer there and we're going to have Regina, not only to take memories and take pictures while we're there for the weekend, but to get that particular one-on-one -on -one photo with her where you can really captivate yourself, whether you're in business or not, we need those photos. But sometimes we don't have that opportunity and we need to take those <laughs> selfies, especially to go along with whatever it is that we wanted to post or set up. So what are three great tips that you can share to help us to have the best selfies possible? Okay. So nitty gritty stuff. There, there are, <laughs> I have to preface this with, it's very hard to talk about it without showing um, because we do obviously connect visually because it's photography. So I will do my best to explain this verbally, but of course, if anyone has any questions or if you want like Maybe I should be making an IGTV about this, or maybe I should be making reels. Um, if that's something that you would be interested in, or you feel like you could share with others, just kind of push me because I'm the kind of person that needs a little extra push to do the social media stuff. But photography is a little more complicated than people think. Because <laughs> a lot of people look at a photo and they're like, oh man, I love that photo. But if I asked you, why do you love that photo? You wouldn't have the first clue. You're like, I just like the way it looks. I like the emotion that I'm getting from it. I like the color. Like, you know, there's there's just some kind of unspoken reason why we like things uh, in photography. But technically, technical wise, I will give you one huge tip, um, especially for women. Number one, lighting. Photography is actually like photographia means writing with light. So that is what photography is. So you need to know a little bit about lighting. And the biggest tip that I can give you on lighting is find open shade. Instead of trying to take a photo in direct sunlight, it is very harsh. Direct sunlight is going to create hard shadows, hard contrast. It is going to emphasize the imperfections um, and that's any imperfection. If you have like, if you uh, struggle with like, personally, I'll go with myself because I'm a great, um, you know, we all self deprecate. So I don't love the sh shape of my nose. If I go into harsh, bright sunlight, and I turn 
so that the sun is on either side of me, it will create a harsh triangle on my cheek that shows you the exact shape of my nose. And it'll make it harsh. It'll make it cut across my face. It'll, if you're looking the wrong way, you can get the raccoon eyes. You get those dark circles under your eyes. That emphasizes, of course, what every woman does not want. Um, so it doesn't matter what it is. It's if you have any type of imperfection on your face that you're not a fan of and you're like, this shows up in every selfie whenever I'm in direct sunlight, you will notice it. So my biggest tip, find open shade. If it's a nearby tree that has like full leaves, so it's not, you know, creating branches on your face. But if, if it's creating a full shaded effect over your face, you can use a porch, you can use a window. But the goal, the, the point is to find open shade and face out towards the sun, towards the light. So you have direct shade over your head, completely covering your face, and you're facing the light source. Does that make sense? <laughs> um, and uh, that will help to create, it is a flat lighting, but it will get rid of all those imperfections that you're probably um, criticizing yourself for anyway. Um, so that's my first tip. Number two is set your intention for your images, um, whether that's a selfie or a tripod photo that you're doing, anything that you're working on really with photography, your intention should not be, I need to look perfect because that's not relatable. Having the perfect selfie with the perfect filter, with Facetune, with the perfect makeup, the perfect bronzer is not relatable to anyone because they're going to look at that and they're going to see fake. I love it. Gonna, like, it, it is. Thank it's just sharing so that. That's huge. Because <laughs> especially in network. I don't even love filters. Like, right. Yeah. I don't even use filters. And I know a lot of people do and they're beautiful. And I'm not saying not to use that people. So listen right. very carefully. I just sure. personally don't. Because it's one extra step to have to put it into those light feet, light room features or whatever. <laughs> and to me, that's one more step. Well, I could be doing a reach out and moving my business forward, which is an income producing activity, over worrying about what kind of filter I'm using. And right. guess what? I get just as many responses. And people can relate to me more because I have big pores. My eyelashes <laughs> aren't always perfect. You know? It's uh -huh. just, it is, it is, it is. I think people do relate with real more than fake. So I love that you said that. Perfect. Absolutely. And with and it is one of the good things about social media is that we've now started to fluctuate into is less perfection and more reality, reality of life um, with the messy bun and the, the kid on the hip and the messy background. And like, that's just that's life that's relatable. And then being able to, you know, post underneath that this is reality versus Instagram, those posts that people were doing where they have side by side you know, reality versus Instagram. I love those, but it's so true. And you will get more traction. You will get more real followers because they're looking for someone who's relatable. And that's the kind of person that you can, they feel comfortable having a conversation with because they're not coming into it intimidated. Like, oh shoot, this mom of four already has everything together. Her kids are always smiling and she's always put together and all these things. It's just, it's not real. So, um, that's number two is set your intention. Don't go for fake. Don't go for perfection. Go for your message, whatever your message is. If your message is, hey, I'm a hot mess mom who just happens to make six figures from my phone. Like 
do that. <laughs> what is what does that really look like for you? And, and so that's the second one is pump yourself up, set your intention and just go for it. Um, number three is also a more technical one. The average selfie taker, the average listener here right now, probably not a professional photographer. And like I said earlier, you probably look at a photo and you love it, but you don't know why. <laughs> so I encourage people who are taking selfies or cell phone photos, take 50 to find one. And Blair can attest to this, even as even in our shoots, when I'm doing a, a one-off photo where Blair's like, I just want, uh, you know, I want myself looking at my photo or, or looking at my phone as if I'm doing a Zoom. Okay. Every time you hear the shutter, every time you click that button with your selfie, adjust your face just a hair and, you know, start out looking directly at the camera, then tip your chin to the left, take the photo, tip your chin to the right, take the photo, look a bit up with your chin up, take the photo, look a bit down, take the photo, like take 50 subtle movement changes to find the one that's gold, honestly. <laughs> As a photographer, you shouldn't have to do that, but I'm not talking to professional photographers right now. I'm trying to put myself in your, your place of taking a selfie or a, you know some kind of tripod photo. So take lots of photos and find the one that you love and as you do it more and more, you'll have to take less photos because you'll start to recognize, oh, I really like it when I look down and to the right or, oh, I really like it when I hold my phone a little higher and I tip my chin to the left. Like you'll find kind of that sweet spot that, oh, wow, I'm, I'm starting to notice that I pick. I always end up picking this uh, angle or I always end up picking this smile. And that's another thing is adjust your smile a little bit. Maybe you don't love your teeth. Maybe you don't love your lips. Maybe you don't like it when you smile real big because it shows your gums. Like, don't try to pretend like, well, people love me no matter what. And I just have to get over myself and my insecurities. Like, it, it's if it's an insecurity for you, don't highlight it because you still won't like that photo. It doesn't matter how much you love yourself. I'm to, I love, I tell everybody that you should love yourself 100% immaculately no matter what. But if I show you a photo and all you see is my big teeth, <laughs> you think, oh, I have big teeth, then you're still not going to like that photo. You're still not going to post it. You're still not going to do it. So just find a way to highlight what you do love. Highlight what you want to show and what you feel like is putting your best face forward. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And I I do exactly what Regina just said with all the different kinds of smiles. And that's what's so great about taking like 50 pictures, right? So if I'm, you know, in a beautiful, like lighting's really beautiful in my backyard, or I need something specific for a post that I'm doing, maybe I need a post about, you know, um, cooking dinner and being an entrepreneur and whatever, I might take 20 or 30 pictures while I'm in my kitchen. And then I end up right. looking through and figuring out which one I like the best. And it is, you know, based on, you know, how I love it. Like when I'm like fake laughing or really laughing or like a very small <laughs> smile, but I agree. Like when I have a large smile. I don't love the way my teeth look in it. 
because, you know, I would have to go in and like edit and whiten them a little bit that for some reason don't look as white in the picture right. and whatever. So I love that you mm-hmm. said that. So Regina, where can they find you? And we'll also put this in show notes, guys. So if you're listening today and you want to be able to find Regina or you want to ask her some questions, where can they find your website, your Instagram and anything else you want to plug? Okay. So, um, I'm getting a lot better with Instagram. So (laughs) I would say Instagram first. Uh, It is love in color photography. That is my username. Uh, It's L-O-V-E-I-N-C-O-L-O-R photography. And that's my Instagram. My website is also loveincolorphotography.com or loveincolorphoto.com. Um, and basically through both of those, you can contact me, uh, through a contact form or my contact information is also on there. You can text me even, you can send me a DM. I, I look at my DMS. I might not answer if they look sketchy, but (laughs) if you send me a DM, I will check it. Awesome. And if you guys are listening today and you're like, man, I cannot wait to start mastering my own photos, share with us some of your really great ones, and some of your fails. We love seeing those, right? Be real, be you. Tag mm-hmm. us on Instagram at, at underscore, um, or find us on Facebook. Make sure you're part of our free community as well, blessmamabossesgroup.com. We'll take you right to it. And if you heard me put that little plug in earlier about our retreat coming up, we have not opened up for sales yet, but if you want to make sure you have a spot and save that spot for our Bringing Me Back retreat at the end of September here in sunny Florida, it is going to be absolutely amazing. Then you can reach out to us and let us know you want us to save you a spot, or you can go check out at bmbretreat.com. So make sure you put that HTTP, you know, all that good junk, put that in the front and then bmbretreat.com. You can check that all out there. And we are going to be opening it up first to our inner circle membership group. And then it'll be open to everybody else after they've had a chance to get their spot. It's one of the lucky things about being part of our membership group. And if you're wondering what that's all about, you can find out more about that at innercirclebmb.com. That's innercirclebmb.com. And we are so thankful that you tuned in today. Let us know what tips you got from Regina or which questions you might have. And maybe we'll get her to make us a cute little video so that you guys can see exactly what she was talking about with those three tips that she gave today. Regina, thanks for being on. This was so fun. I love you. I know. I love you too. And Lauren says hi. Oh, I can't wait to see you. <laughs> Bye, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode and want to hang out with us more. Join us inside our Facebook community. You can find us at www.blessedmamabossesgroup.com. We'll see you inside.